Hello. I'm solo. I'm trying to figure out my um, webcam. It sucks. Like the definition on it sucks. So I just upgraded this StreamYard, I don't know, professional. So it's 1080. We'll see if this works. If it doesn't, I have to get a new webcam. But anyways, I figured while I was testing this, I'll give you folks some fun, fun thoughts. And not just negative thoughts, because that's what rules the world, but positive thoughts as well. So let's let's mix them up. What's a positive thought? Georgia looks really, really good. South Carolina sucks, I know. I get it. Spencer Rattler's overrated. I get it. Um, but Georgia went on the road in the SEC, won 48-7, to and they had no problems whatsoever. They beat Oregon, who beat BYU this past weekend, uh, 49 to three. This is a juggernaut football team. They have reloaded. Um, there's no rebuilding here. <clears throat> and this is one of those situations where they have to be, in my opinion, the favorite to win the national title at this point in time. So that's positive, right? But on the flip side, South Carolina sucks. That's bad. That's going to be depressing for some people. I mean, they lost to Arkansas. Uh, that was expected. They lost to Georgia. That was expected. But the way they lost, they hung in with Arkansas for a little bit, but that was not really a close game. <clears throat> they didn't hang in with 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 uh, Georgia at all. They beat Georgia State. They're going to beat Charlotte. They'll be two and two. They'll beat SC State. Uh, and then what? Kentucky, Texas A&M. I, it could be a seven and five season, which I guess is okay, you know, based on last season. <clears throat> but you would hope for some progress, especially with a new quarterback in town. And it's just not happening. He doesn't have a lot of talent around him. The offensive line sucks, uh, and 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 they don't have skill players. So you know, last year's seven and six year, which was a surprise, could turn into another seven and six year this year with a bowl loss, and that's not the progress people want to see. So. That sucks. Let's find another positive. How about this? Texas held serve. And by that, I mean, using a tennis term, they were ranked playing a game at home, which could have been a trap game against UTSA and Frank Harris. And they didn't lose. That's really big news because I thought they might. Um, the money line was intriguing for, for me with the UTSA. I think it was like plus 450 or something like that. And it was a close game for a while. I mean, it's tied at the half, but they just took over and skill took over. And that's what's important. Bijan Robinson took over. And this is a very important step forward for Steve Sarkeesian. I love how people say, oh, my God, it was so important that Dan Lanning won against BYU for his um, tenure. It's three games in. Oh, my gosh, Miami lost to Texas A&M. What's Mario Cristobal doing? He's three games in. Brian Kelly beat Mississippi State. That's a program changer. He's three games in. Steve Sarkeesian is second year in. This is important. This is an actual momentum-building game. Losing to Alabama by one, that's a moral victory, I guess. I mean, they should have won. They probably got robbed. But beating UTSA at home, holding serve, as I call it, is extremely important because they could have fallen right back had they lost this game. Everybody be talking about Sark on the hot seat and all this other stuff. Texas Tech is next. West Virginia is next. After that, two winnable football games. There's a chance that they're 4-1 heading into Oklahoma. <clears throat> all of that is very good news for Texas fans. How about some bad news? Kansas State, my sleeper in the Big 12. I knew this was a trap game. 
everything about it reeked of a trap game. And they go to Tulane and they suck it up. And essentially, I mean, I know it's not a big 12 game, but essentially ruined their season, in my opinion. I mean, they were 2-0 and coming off a blowout victory against Missouri. And then they lose to Tulane with Oklahoma ahead of them. And this is why I knew it was a trap game. I knew that would be a problem because they've just won a rivalry game. I know it's not a big 12 game, but they just won a rivalry game against Missouri in route fashion. Then they have Tulane, which is a sneaky, scary team, getting 14 points. They're going to overlook them. They're going to play sluggish, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he got a victory, and then they got Oklahoma <clears throat> as a 3-0 and football team. Nope. Now they're 2-1, and and all the momentum that they have just is ruined. And that's not good for K-State fans because I really do think they have a chance to be a competitor for the Big 12. And, yeah, they still do. I mean, they haven't lost a Big 12 game, but let's get real now. You just lost to Tulane in a game that should have been a layup for you. Um, how about good in the Big 12? Oklahoma. Now, let's not get carried away. Oklahoma has beaten some very, very bad football teams. UTEP is not good. Kent State is not good. Nebraska, not good. You could make an argument out of those three wins, the pecking order of talent for those three teams. Nebraska might not be the most talented team that they've beaten so far, and that's scary. But 49-14 on the road, it's a route. They'll take it. Uh, it's sort of a statement game, you know, three games in for Brent Venables. <clears throat> Kansas State is next, then at TCU, and then the big game against Texas, of course. So, you know, this isn't really holding serve. We expected them to beat Nebraska. I did anyways. I mean, some people took that 11-point line. They're like, oh, Nebraska, Scott Frost is gone. They're going to play hard for, for Mickey Joseph. Yeah, for a, a series. And then reality is going to hit them flat in the face, and they're going to get destroyed, and they did. So good on Oklahoma. Uh, bad news, Nebraska sucks, but we've known that for a while, so I guess we can't say that's bad news. I won't even go into Alabama or Ohio State or Michigan. They, they played nobodies. Those are good wins. Great. That's fine. Um you know, Oklahoma State beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. Nobody cares. Kentucky beat Youngstown State. Nobody cares. But let's go to – and Clemson beat Louisiana Tech. Didn't look overly impressive in doing so. Um, and they've got some question marks. But let's look at Arkansas. I just put you as the number two power team in the country. And why did I do that? Because you beat Cincinnati, which is a good football team. You beat South Carolina, which I thought was a better football team than they are. And then you go – and play Missouri State and almost lose. You have to score 21 in the fourth quarter to pull this game out. That's awful. That's not good. Now you get a big game against Texas A&M. Now I know you were looking ahead to Texas A&M. Look at me talking Arkansas like they're a real person. I know you were looking ahead. And that's a huge game. And it's at A&M. You've got to win this one. And it's not a must win for Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman has done the best job ever. Honestly, I would give him a lifetime contract if I were Arkansas. The guy is amazing. And he lives and bleeds everything that you want for, for Hog Nation. This guy is a great hire. And I didn't think he was, but he turned out to be. <clears throat> but Texas A&M and then Alabama back-to-back. That's -back, it's pretty, pretty difficult. Uh, and, and coming off the Missouri State thing, maybe that's a wake-up call. Maybe that'll help. Uh, it certainly got to hope it helps, but what a poor performance. And I'm not going to talk about USC being Fresno State either. 
How about Michigan State? How about Mel Tucker and 80 plus million dollars guaranteed? And this is going to be the talk of Mel Tucker every time he loses. Every time. Oh, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to waste on him. And and I get that. And I don't think they should have guaranteed him that contract just because LSU was interested in him. And I think it was a bit of a panic move and they overpaid. And I think we're going to see Mel Tucker sort of land at a seven and five, eight and four coach. Um, but you're number 11 in the country. You're going to Washington. They were four and eight last year. You can't lose 39 to 28. You can't have a secondary that plays that poorly. You can't make Michael Phoenix Jr. look like it's 2020 again and look like he's freaking, uh, I don't know, old Russell Wilson. I won't say new Russell Wilson because new Russell Wilson sucks. <clears throat> you can't do that because everybody's going to say, look at the East. Everybody's undefeated except for one team. Oh, that's right. The one team where the guy's getting guaranteed $85 million or whatever. Can't do that. Oregon, great win. Bo Nix, hey, congrats to you, honestly. And that's not like, there's nothing, there's nothing sarcastic about that. You have been, you know, the butt of jokes forever. And you went into Auburn with no offensive line. None. Gus, I love you. You didn't recruit the offensive line well, and you didn't recruit enough of them. So Bo Nix running for his life from day one. And Malik Willis maybe should have been the starter there. And all the boosters got, you know, Bo Nix the job and all this, you know, legacy stuff, whatever. It's old stuff. Then you come out and you stink against Georgia. Okay, I get it. They're really, really good. <clears throat> you better not stink against BYU. This was a must win for Oregon for this season, not for Dan Lanning's career or whatever. But the, 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 if they lose at one and two, it would have been talked about that Lanning's over his head and this is not a good team and Bo Nix is not the solution and we got to get Ty Thompson to play, blah, blah, blah. No, what Bo Nix does is he rushes for three touchdowns. He throws for two, extremely efficient, 13 of 18. He didn't try to do any dumb Bo Nix stuff, which is like run around the field 80, 80 yards and make a play. He stayed within himself, very efficient, very big win for him. Congrats to you. Congrats to Oregon. BYU, I don't know, man. I thought you were better than this. Uh, so maybe your, your Utah and BYU aren't as good as I thought because Utah lost to Florida. Florida looks pretty crappy now. Um, so maybe the state of Utah is we're starting to realize that those football teams aren't as good as we originally thought. A couple other quick thoughts. And again, remember, this is mostly to test my, test my stupid webcam to make sure that the 1080 works as opposed to the cheapy whatever I was paying for before. Baylor beat Texas State, who cares? Tennessee beat Akron, who cares? Utah beat San Diego State, who cares? AM, good win, ugly, ugly win, but good win. Both these teams aren't very good. It wouldn't shock me if neither of these teams ended up in the top 25 at the end of this season. AM's got a gauntlet of a schedule coming up. They're an eight and four football team. Miami, at best to me, is a nine and three football team. I wasn't impressed. The skilled position players aren't great. Offensive line is average. They can run the ball. Tyler Van Dyke did not look good. And the defense is okay. It's solid, okay. Texas A&M, your defense is okay. Secondary is a little better than you had played previously. You still don't have a quarterback. You still don't have an offense. Both these teams are very, very average. That's my takeaway from that game. NC State beat Texas Tech. That was a trap game to me. Not trap, but I mean, it's a tough game. 
Texas Tech isn't a bad football team. So for them to win 27-14 at home, East Carolina game out the window now. You don't have to think about it anymore. Florida, you almost lost to USF. That's embarrassing. It's horrible. Anthony Richardson, where are you? Where's the guy we saw on week one? Did he disappear? I love Anthony Richardson. He's a nice kid, really talented, ceiling like crazy. Vince Young's ceiling. Um, Jamarcus Russell play, maybe? I don't know. That's a bad analogy, but just doesn't look good. And and, and film. The, the Kentucky got film on him. USF got film on him. Now you know how to stop him. <clears throat> well, it's up to you, Billy Napier. It's up to you, Anthony Richardson, to say, okay, now you know how to defend me. I'm going to show you that I'm, I, I can't be defended. And, and we're going to see if that happens. But they looked awful. Wake Forest beat Liberty in a close game. Good for you. Ole Miss destroyed Georgia Tech. No surprise. Penn State. I'll finish with this one. Great win for James Franklin. So James Franklin gets a ton of crap from the fans. Oh, we don't win our division. Oh, we don't win. We don't go to the playoff. Uh, blah, 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 blah. All he does is get contract extensions and his name's in, in there for other jobs all the time. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he did win his division once. He got robbed of going to the playoff once. They haven't been great since. And yes, he's perhaps too loyal to Sean Clifford. But Nick Singleton looks awesome. Penn State looked really, really sharp. Auburn's not a good football team. Brian Harson is on his way out. Might not last another six games. We'll see. But this was a good win because Penn State could have gone in there, been intimidated by the SEC crowd, uh, sort of played tight, and they didn't. They, they actually played dominant physical football, which I wasn't sure they could do on the road in the SEC. So congrats to you, James Franklin. Congrats to Penn State. There's a little bit of your good and bad. We'll see if this camera is any good. Uh, it better be, because if it doesn't, I'm going to be pissed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.